Hello, my little survivors, and welcome back to another episode of 30 Flirty and Surviving. Happy Monday to you if you are listening to this right when the episode drops, which it always does every Monday at 9 a.m. on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and YouTube. So watch or listen, whatever your heart desires, and check out everything else going on behind the scenes, extra pictures, clips, fun facts on Instagram at 30flirtysurviving. Um, to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, I am actually, I'm so excited. I am going to Hawaii on, um, next week, next Tuesday. So I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks, but I want you to know not to fret. I prepared a couple of, um, videos and episodes for you guys in advance. So you will still get, um, some shows while I'm gone. And then once I'm back, it will be business as usual. Um, but I'm also really excited for another reason. I'm feeling actually maybe giddy, one would say. And that is because of who I have here with me. Um, you may know him. He may seem familiar to you, yet mysterious at the same time. Maybe you haven't gotten to know him too well. Maybe you don't really have a, a face to put to the name. He has chimed in from day one on the show with his lovable insight here and there. He has also, on numerous occasions, shot down many <laughs> of my advances with his humor and his wit. But all of that aside, he is also the backbone of 30 Flirty and Surviving. He is what keeps the show going. I am so grateful for him. Wouldn't be where it is without him. This little cutie patootie is not only my future ex-husband, <laughs> he is my producer, Mr. Peter Hurley. Wow. How sweet. What do you think about that? <laughs> that was something. Yeah. It's making me think about whether or not I, I like know, doing right? I already, I, just in the intro, I've already gotten to it twice. Came so in guns blazing. Yeah. I um, will say I totally like threw this at you earlier this week. This wasn't something that we had been planning for a long time and I fully expected you to shoot me down and be like, absolutely not. But you accepted it. You embraced it with open arms. I for sure am a low key narcissist. So I definitely love talking about myself. Oh, okay. I don't like attention, but when I get to talk about myself, I actually kind of like it. Well, talk about yourself. You will. <laughs> you will. There so we go. First time on this side of the camera. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you feel about it? Is it weird for you? It is different. Yeah. You know, I got to make sure that my appearance is like solid this entire episode because I'm in front of the camera, so. Well, that's why I'm here to assure you. True. 10 out of 10 always in my book. <laughs> um, tell the people where they can find you on Instagram. Uh, so I'm a DJ music producer. Go by the name of Hurley. Uh, it's H-R-L-Y music on Perfect. Instagram. I always like to start with a couple basic introduction questions. I'm aware. These are, these are harmless. <laughs> um, but for the people, where are you originally from? Um, from Westford, Massachusetts which is by like Chumpsford and Lowell. How far is that? It's like 45, uh, about 40 minutes north west of Boston. And where are you now? I'm in Somerville. Much better drive, huh? Yeah. Good. Like 10, 15 minutes. You like it? Yeah. Good. Um, what is your relationship status? <laughs> I'm single. Cha-ching! <laughs> um, what is your age? Uh, 25. 
Okay, a little young for me, but um, and zodiac sign. Uh, I'm a Gemini cusper. We've talked about this yeah. before, so I knew that. Remember when I said you were my perfect match? Yeah, I, and I you said we debunked astrology <laughs> on that alone. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, some jokes. The people don't forget. The people don't forget. Um, and then, lastly, a fun random question for the day: What is your condiment of choice? You can only choose one. Ooh, that is a good question. Thank you. Um, I'm a big fan of honey mustard. Yeah. Have you ever had um, gold fever sauce? It's like honey mustard and barbecue together, I think. Ooh, no, but it sounds Wicked good. Wicked good. Mm. Very good. Highly recommend it. But okay. That's a, that's a solid choice. I also like tartar sauce too. I was going to say that. That would be the one condiment you choose? No, but I mean, I love like the, it just reminds me of summer because you're usually eating like fried fish with tartar sauce. So like. It's more of just kind of like the vibe of it. Okay. I feel that. Um, that makes me think of two other controversial things. Where do you stand on, wait, I, I just had the, oh, refried beans. No. No? Mm-mm. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know. And coleslaw. Uh, I can eat coleslaw, but like, I, I don't think I would order it. Like it just like comes, it comes on the side. On the side it's it's like, there. yeah, I'll eat it. But like, I'm not ordering an extra side of coleslaw. Got it. But you know what? At KFC, I would. KFC's coleslaw slaps. I don't know. Never had it? There's not really many KFCs in Mass. Huh. Okay. Well, on the South Shore, there is. Come on by sometime. (laughs) Wow. This is going so well for me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So are you you feeling nervous? You think I'm going to really lay into you, These lights are really hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting a little warm in Mm -hmm. here. Okay. Well- I, I'm going to ask you some fun questions, but okay. I'm not going to, it's going to be relatively painless. It won't be too bad. I'm not going to really put you in the hot seat. Um, I'm thinking kind of like a mantle type style. You sure. know how we've done that in the past. You know, I love yeah. asking the guys their perspective. So um, I want to do that with you. Um, but, you know, I might have to throw in a couple selfish questions. Um, we'll just see what happens. But <laughs> before we do that, um, I also think it'd be really neat to just kind of explain a little bit about your role as a producer for the people at home. I think that's kind of like foreign for a lot of folks. And so it might be cool to just explain to them a little bit about what it is you do as a producer I know um a couple episodes back we talked about kind of how you got into it your friend at school and that got you into music and then this led you here but as a producer itself what is your job yeah so I record every single um podcast that big night uh manages right now I think actively probably have about maybe like six to eight currently recording so I sit here in the studio with them. I make sure their audio sounds good. Like if someone's louder than the other, I'll turn someone down, turn some up, someone up, yada, yada. Uh, we also have three cameras in the studio too that I'll usually have a little switcher. Obviously, we're just going off the one angle today because I'm in front of the cameras, but I will usually just switch cameras between who's talking and then throughout just take notes on whether or not there needs to be cuts. Um, if someone like coughs, sneezes or whatever, I'll cut those out. And then I'll also, in the back of my head, think about while I'm listening to the conversation that's going on, I'll think about what is can be best used for social media promotional clips and what I think would be able to get the most engagement. Um, so yeah, that's basically just what I do here. And then I take all the episodes uh, on my laptop, edit the audio to make sure that the, all the audio sounds level and clean, and then send them all out every single week to the... Uh, 
Spotify, Apple, whatnot, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and all that fun stuff. <laughs> so essentially, I mean, you make us look like we know what we're doing. You exactly. make it all come together. You make it all look good. But my other question for you is like, as you're listening and you're doing these week after week for mm -hmm. show after show, do you pick up little quirks about each of us? I imagine there are things that you notice that I do that I'm probably not even aware of. You know what I mean? Have you, do you have little things about everybody? You don't have to like say them um but do you think that there's oh like you know so-and-so does this or so-and-so does that yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. does it is it does it drive you crazy um it's one of those things where it's like some people will say you know there's always the like or ums and all that that it's, I said, don't say it. Uh, <laughs> He's just threw me right under the bus. I know that. I mean, it's not just you. It's plenty me. of other people as well. But it, it's so tough because, you know, as soon as I bring that up now, it's just always going to be on their mind. So sometimes I, I just try to like if I can just edit it after the fact. So there, there are plenty of times where I'll just take out the ums and likes. And it's funny because in some cases, you know, like audio comes in waveforms like you can see it, like what it looks like. Without even listening to it, I've seen it so much where I can already tell what word is being said by just looking at what the audio waveform is. You could just pinpoint. Mm -hmm. It just looks like it looks like you're like someone saying um. Wait, so, that's nuts. I mean, I obviously have so to listen to it to make time, sure. But you but just like, go to that point, mm -hmm. and you're right. Yep, that yeah. was right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay interesting I, it's funny because we do have the privilege i mean these shows aren't live mm -hmm. and even when i have guests come on i'm always saying to them like don't stress don't get nervous we can always cut anything out but very rarely do we go back i, I know you do and you said you're maybe help us seem less intelligent or more intelligent by cutting out some of those little things but very rarely do we go back and like have to re-record or say something yeah. over because i do think those little moments are kind of what helps the audience relate like i talk like her or i was thinking the same thing or that's how i say it or and so those little things almost make it what it is yeah i mean like, it makes it like a conversation rather than like someone reading a textbook yeah. to you yeah um, what is your overall sort of favorite part about being producer? Um, I just love that there's, it, it's something new every single week. Like it's not a mundane job. Like, yeah, I'm doing the same thing every week, but I'm exposed to, you know, a new guest, a new topic every single week. And I think that's what's the most exciting part at the moment. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Um, adversely, is there a least favorite part? Um, not at the moment. I mean, it's tough. Big Night Media at the, at the time, or at the, right now, is mm -hmm. still growing. So I think there's definitely some a few hurdles that we're currently um, having to jump over and f find ways to, to get around that has been the most difficult and challenging. I wouldn't say I don't like it. Yeah. But um, it's also exciting at the same time because it kind of, this whole department, I'm treating like a startup even though we're part of a huge company in Big Night Entertainment Group, um, our division is only a couple of years old and it's only run by maybe even like four people. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to be able to, you know, grab the reins of it and and propel it into hopefully 
a big media company that'll be down the road. Fingers crossed. Mm. But yeah, that's really neat to have the opportunity to kind of grow it, evolve it, change it, sort of whatever you see fit in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and bring some cool suggestions and recommendations to the table, which you do. I will say, I know we joke around and we banter on the show a lot, but behind the scenes, you are extremely supportive. You're super helpful. If I ask you for feedback, you give me some solid bullet points. You're really invested and you do a really good job handling all of the shows. So all jokes aside... I'm very appreciative for you. Thank you. And I know I can speak for a lot of the you other guys make podcasters. It easy. Oh, you hear that? <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> now that I've been nice. Oh boy. Let's get into it. Hurley. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that you would prefer not to mix business with pleasure, which I can assume is the only real reason. What is the number one reason why you won't date me? <laughs> wow. And Starting disclaimer, disclaimer, if you say it's because you're an ass man, I will throw myself into Boston Harbor. I'm an ass man? Oh, like I like ass? Yeah. Oh. Because um, I don't have one. I don't know. I'm very particular. I'm oh. very picky at the moment too, okay. which is something I'm currently working on. Tell me about that. Let's talk about it. Was this therapy? (laughs) Well, I mean, you're going to say I'm particular. I mean, I want to know what, what boxes aren't I checking? What, what are you so particular about? Do you only like blondes? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a type. That was going to be my next question. Okay. So we'll just merge these into two. Let's, why are you particular? Is it just, it has to be like a feeling or it has to be certain things that she has accomplished. It doesn't, you don't have to go so, so granular if you don't want to, or you can't think right now. But when you say particular, generally speaking, about what? So I think similarly to Marky P that you had on yeah. about a couple months ago. Yeah. I definitely have commitment issues. You do? Does that stem from a past trauma? Yes. From a prior relationship? Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> um, what? Give me the give me the Reader's Digest version. What happened? Essentially, it was this girl. We've been talking, hung out, um, like a bunch. And then I just decided to actually ask her out, in which she said no. It was just, it was weird because it just wasn't something I was expecting because we were just so... We were basically treating it like we were dating, even though we never had a title on it. Things had been awkward between us for like the next six, seven months until she just randomly like reaches out to me again, like right before senior year. Um, nothing major. She, we just, our thing was we'd always send each other music. Uh, and so she just sent me a song that was just like, oh, like, like, I think you'd like this. And I was like, okay. Basically just broke ice again in order to got us talking and then we just started hanging out like we used to do. But this time it was more serious. Um, but I was, I never, you know, asked her out because I was basically worried about the same thing that was going to happen yeah. again. I'd rather just play ignorant and just hang out with her pretending like we're dating rather than run the risk of, of, you know, things being weird between us again. Like yeah. it was cool. It was fun to hang out with her. So I didn't really want to, you know, ruin that by, yeah. by putting a, a title on it. 
If it ain't broke, don't fix exactly. it. Exactly. And then we go, we just happened to go to the same college together, but, um, hmm. what a coinky dink. Yeah. But unfortunately, like we were fine going to the summer, going into, going Did into you, college. I'm so sorry. When you said, unfortunately, you sounded like a mafia boss. Unfortunately. Oh, Did really? you hear yourself say no. that? Oh. See, like I said, well, I guess sometimes we don't I talk I loved right. it. I loved it. Okay. Continue. Um, and then, yeah, she just cut ties with me. And that was even, Wait, it was even a situation where it wasn't even like I was trying to date her at that time. It was just like, we were both new going into a huge college. I was just trying to like use both of our friends groups to yeah, be able to, you? you know, meet new people and hang out together. But I just, it was always just the whole like, but had you been hanging out for, like that until you went to school? Yeah. So it was sort of like you got there and you thought things would maybe just continue as is, or maybe we just make one big collective friend group. And that's when she decided she wanted to kind mm -hmm. of break off or branch off a little bit and do her own thing yeah. and not continue. So what about that experience do you think stings the most for you? Honestly, like it's so far back now that like I, I am over it. And I told her that like, I forgive her for all that because she actually ended up reaching out like a couple of years later asking to hang out. Listen. And at that point I was just like, no, like I like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like I've been through this yourself. so many times before and like, I always end up worse off. So I just can't do that to myself again. I got it. Like, like I said, I forgave her. I got to give her some credit too. I think she had her own like kind of insecurities that she was dealing with as well, but it's just something that I don't know. It, it was just tough. It kind of made me think about like relationships in a different way. And like, even for me, it's like, I know I'm only 25, but now it's like, you get to that point where you don't really want to start, you know, dating someone unless you think it's going to last for a long period. Like yeah. there's no point in getting into a relationship if you only think it's going to last for a year. But at mm -hmm. the same time, it's like a double-edged sword because then I'm not even putting myself out there because I'm just shutting everything down immediately because in my head I'm thinking, no, this isn't going to last. Yeah. And then you get to a point where it's like, I've been alone for so long that you either get so self-reliant, it's difficult to get into a relationship again, or you just lose any of the desire to do it because you just have so much of your, like going on that it's hard to fit somebody else into your world. Yep. So it's tricky, but I also understand it. But I mean, you are, like we were just talking about at this point in your life where you have a ton going on. It's, it's really exciting time for your career. And so you have so much that you can focus on that's positive and that you can put like your good energy and vibes into and hopefully evolve and grow into something. But then finding the balance to work on the other side of things. Mm -hmm. You don't want to let it go too, too, too far. So if there's someone right under your nose, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Okay. So you mentioned, um, you don't really have a type, but everybody says that and they do. So, um, think about like, generally speaking, what have your past girlfriends looked like? Um, I would say, I don't think hair color matters to me. Check. Um, I think I would definitely like them to be shorter than me. Check. <laughs> uh, what else is there? I guess it doesn't always have to deal with looks, too. You know what? Mm -hmm. 
for me, it's like, I also want to meet someone that has like, you know, it doesn't like, cause I'm crazy passionate about music almost to like an insanity. Like it's all I do every single day and almost like too much because I gotta, like, I always get anxiety whenever I'm not like working on something productive in mm -hmm. that field. So I don't need, I don't need someone to be as passionate about something as I am, but I would like them also to have something that they're like, that's their thing. Yeah, I think that's very attractive when someone has a goal or they have all this just ambition, something that they're working towards or something that they thoroughly enjoy because someone that is just all about you 24 seven yeah. or just doesn't have any motivation to do anything. It's like, I want you to grow with me. I think having a relationship, it's about like you challenge each other, you bounce ideas off one another, you push the other person and how, like, what would you be able to do that for, for them if they don't have anything that yeah. they're into? And it's not even like them just like, I'm, I become the center of their world. If they were to start dating me, like, I don't want that, no, but no, also no. I don't want them to be just a type of person that just, you know, goes to work at nine clocks out at five, maybe just like watches some Netflix and then goes mm. to bed. Okay. Every single day. Like I, I, I understand that it needs to be some, some relaxing days mm -hmm. that you just got to do that. But like, what do you do on the weekends? Right. Like, are you just sitting in bed all day or are you like going out, meeting friends, like grabs, grabbing some drinks, going on a hike? Like, I, yeah. like someone like that needs to be a little more, you know, active, I guess for me. What if she um, did all of those things. But like, for example, if she was just maybe feeling like she was a little bit like too old for the clubs and stuff. And like, even though your job kind of takes you there, she's not interested in being out till two o'clock in the morning. Is that okay for you? Oh, or that for you sure. become resentful that she's not supporting and being there for you? No, that does not matter to me at all. I check. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm doing good. I mean, I think we're debunking you today. So interesting thing about me is I, I am not the type of person that, you know, will every single weekend night will go out and get hammered and then go home and then yeah. do whatever. Like that used to not be my thing. Obviously now I enjoy it because you know, the additional perks that come with it with like networking with people. Uh, I enjoy the music as well. Not just, you know, just being in a nightclub but yeah, no, someone that, you know, that's not their thing. Mm -hmm. I'd obviously appreciate if they came out and hung out with me, yeah. but like, I don't expect them to, you know, be at the club all the time. If anything, there are, there's a certain stigma that's super hypocritical that I always have in my head about the, about the people that I meet that go to the club mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it, but isn't that kind of what Marky P was saying? Like when, um, you mean like girls at the club? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think he mentioned that too. It's hard, you know, there, he sees a lot go on and it's jaded him a little bit about, you know, you think, Oh, there's this couple, they come in every single weekend they have this wonderful relationship. And then, Oh wait, she's here by herself and she's cozying up to the DJ or the DJ's friends, or she's at this dude's table and, you know, vice versa. And it makes you, think who are people at their core and like what do people do when you're when you're not looking and it begins to 
I think affect how quickly you can trust somebody. Yeah. And I think for me too, like I think personality and looks play almost as equal of a role Yeah, for me. So at the club, I'm really only getting half of that. I'm getting True. their looks. Like, I, that's the other thing too, is because I, I, you know, I jumped to conclusions. How, how would this, how long would this last? And I'm only going off their looks and I just assume something about their personality that I can't tell because we can't have a serious conversation while music's blaring at whatever, some crazy yeah. loudness. Like, yeah. It's just not a spot for conversation. And I'd say even the same if you're at, even just at a bar. Totally. So, and then yeah. you go and get on these dating apps and it's almost the opposite. You know, you get all their personality through conversation, but like you get four pictures of them or whatever, however many. That's such a good point. So I didn't think about dating apps like that. I feel like it was the opposite because it seems like swipe left, swipe right. And so yeah. you're basing it all in looks. But then again, you're, the pictures, you, you need like a in person to really tell. So it is the conversations. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good point. Um, well, theoretically speaking, let's pretend that you were in a relationship Okay. <clears throat> with me, but what do you think is the key to maintaining a relationship? Um, I think, I don't know. This is going to sound like so, Literally just doing things together, spending yeah. time together. Uh, that sounds so like simple, but I feel like it's it's the most basic answer. And not just like, I mean, it can be as simple as like, you know, watching TV together to like going on a trip or like doing some kind of activity together. Say you have a um, weekend off, like what would you do? What would you, what's a normal weekend for you? Uh, in the summer, I would totally go up to my lake house up in New Hampshire, spend time with my family, um, hang out on the water. Uh, if it was winter, what I, what I'm still working on is I most likely would probably be working on music mm. all weekend. Okay. So yeah, wrong with I, I either like being, you know, the social butterfly that, you know, hangs out with all these friends, but when I want to turn off and be by myself, like that's, that's what I do. Yeah, for sure. But also like that is, it's something you enjoy. So it's work, but it's pleasure, but it's like everything wrapped into one. You're being productive. So it, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but I also think that you brought up a good point about quality time because I think most people's go-to response to that question is communication, mm. which I agree is very important. But I think that in this day and age, if we're all being honest with ourselves, the majority of our communication, quote unquote, is via text, via phone calls, um, and not as much quality time together because people's lives get so busy and crazy. Um, but a lot of things get lost in translation, which we all know. And I think you're not able to get someone's like the delivery the same way, their tone of voice, like was there a hint of sarcasm? Was there this, was there that? I feel like quality time is truly the number one thing to help grow the connection because you get everything. You know You're what I mean? You're just experiencing things together. Yeah. You're building memories together. Totally. Mm -hmm. Um, I Well, we have that in common. What is your typical indicator that you might be into a girl? You start to like a girl. Like for me. Like what do I give or what? 
Like when you're like, like what's that little light bulb moment in your head? Like, for example, I will say like, I normally consider myself to be like pretty social. I can kind of talk to anybody. I think I am direct and I say what's on my mind and I notice if there's someone that I'm super into, I start to kind of get a little shy or maybe I stumble on my words and that's when I notice. I think this guy, like, I, I don't know, I feel some type of way and I'm not acting like my normal self and those mm-hmm. were, that's when I know. Do you have anything like that when you know, I think that there's something about this person not that I've really noticed. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I can't really think of anything. Mm, just calm, cool, and collected all the time? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to okay. think. We can I've never, I've never even like considered that. Really? Yeah. You don't, like, okay, well, what's I the difference between Tracy and <laughs> your friend from high school? Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's something that, like, when someone's making you feel a type of way, don't you notice a little something different about maybe how you act? Like, do you say, oh, well, I find myself, I'm always initiating conversations, or I am, like, little things make me think of them. All of a sudden, I hear a song, you know, and I find a way to relate it back to them. Like, is there something like that? I mean, I'm not sure what happens in the in that exact moment, but I think once I realize that, like, I might be into a person, then mm-hmm. I just find myself wanting to, you know, be around them more often. Yeah. I may pay attention a little more about, you know, what I'm wearing if I know oh. that they're going to be around. Okay. And like what my appearance is like, like I'm not going to show up looking like a homeless man if I know that this person's going to be like in the area. Um, in terms of like when I just find out, I, yeah, I've never even really thought of that. You're going to start to think about it now. I guess I will. Yeah. Next time you see me, you start tripping over your words. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, keeping my show in particular in mind and maybe some of the other podcasts because I know that some of them have touched on it. Okay. When you hear conversations um, such as The Mantle or different interviews where like JD's show when we were talking about sort of male versus female perspectives on things, do you ever have that light bulb moment of maybe guys and girls aren't as different as we think or does it make you think the opposite? Like, wow, girls are nuts and their minds go to these places that I would never think of. Um, no, I think guys and girls are much more similar than, than we're making them out to be. Okay. I mean, I think like the stereotype for guys is that like, we're, we're supposed to be like the, you know, rugged, we don't have any emotions. Like all, all I'm trying to do is just sleep with this girl like every single weekend. Like, no, I'm not, that, that doesn't interest me. I'm yeah. more looking for someone that like I can actually build a relationship with and not just like sleep with for a night and then like, you know, send Fair. home Uber, Uber home or whatever. But do you think that you're an outlier? Um, I think I can't generalize, but I, I think that there are just a decent amount of bad apples mm. or not bad apples. Cause I mean, everyone is entitled to whatever they want to do, but bad apples. Filthy yeah. rotten apples. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think every guy is like that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a little more pressure on us to you know make the first move in like meeting girls. Definitely. I think I think we're more expected to extend the olive branch or however you want to put it, in like asking girls out and 
initiating conversation with them, um, which for shy people like me can be tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think we we all go through the same emotional stuff when it comes to relationships. Yeah, I've been surprised at how much common ground there actually has been. I think a lot of the difference is sort of how um, each gender like expresses those things. There's a lot of similarities, but maybe guys just don't feel the need to talk about it or they don't bring it up whereas girls feel compelled to or, you know, just like the way we handle it, deliver it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's healthy to vent. Um, even yeah. with all that stuff I was dealing with in high school, like my closest friends, like we'd always meet up or like whenever we we're hanging out, we'd always find ourselves on this like fire escape on this like preschool, um, that was like just super secluded and we would just like kind of sit there and talk. And that's usually where I would kind of air out everything that I, that's been on my mind. Mm -hmm. And you know, they don't even have to offer suggestions, but they're just there to hear what I had to say Yeah, and just say, just saying it out loud. And even just talking through my own thoughts was the most helpful part about That's getting so through nice. all that. Yeah. But um, we have touched on music quite a bit. Everyone sort of knows that that is what you're into. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask a couple more questions about that specifically. Um, what do you think is the most romantic love song? Do you have a favorite? Mm, the most romantic love song. Um, I cannot think of one at the moment. Uh, here, ask the next question. I'll okay. try scrolling through my Spotify. Have you ever written a song about a girl? No. Never? Nope. I'll or at first. least I've tried to, but it was kind of like, it was more about like the heartbreak side, um, but not released. Hmm. Because I'm, that's the one thing that I'm trying to work on with uh, music production so I had the production side down fine. Like I can make instrumental music. Um, the only part that I am currently still working on is writing lyrics. It's just something that it, I just have to accept that I'm very bad at. Really? Yeah. You know, we could be a good team. I journal a lot. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Remember? We could, we could write a song together. We could. Just we give it a could. thought. Just think about it just a little bit. Um, so... Outside of just DJing, like you're, you know, getting to this is you've composed and written and you've released some of your own songs. Some of them are like mixes. Do you have any, is it because of the lyrics situation or hold up? Like, have you written, I mean, have you released a song that you've written from scratch that is just you singing, not like a mashup remix thing? No. Do you have plans to do that? Uh, I definitely would love to down the road because like I said, I feel like I have almost all of the elements that it comes to making mm -hmm. a song, um, because I can sing and then I also can produce. He can, he can <laughs> sing right But yeah, like I said, really heart. the only thing is just the not having the songwriting aspect down. I do have original productions, What's um, that? on Spotify. Oh, yeah. So like I have original songs on Spotify, but those are all the lyrics in those songs are... Um, kind of like outsourced from like this online thing that I subscribe to. So oh. it's someone else's voice and lyrics and all that. And then I just produce the music behind it and then I mix it all. Neat. So my most recent one is with, is the song you make me feel with Tony Clark that came out last March. 
And yeah, it has like other vocals in it that aren't mine. And I wasn't a part of the writing process for mm, it. Yeah, I need your vocals yeah. out there. I would definitely Why don't love you to start with just doing a couple covers or something? Can you do that? Like people, like I feel like you're the king of like piano acoustic cover type of stuff. Like, why don't you just do a version of that of a song that you like and at least get it like out there and then maybe you'll start to build up the confidence. Yeah, I mean, the first time I got into or I really started growing like the, my piano brand is was just doing acoustic covers. Do you mean like yeah. making an actual full length production? Cover? Yeah, like when you did the JP Sachs song for me. Yeah. So like if you just like did a full, the full song gotcha. and you put that out there and like made it like a cleaner yeah. mix and all that, not just recorded off my phone. Yeah. Uh. I actually thought it was funny because I, you know, I've talked about this like so many times, but I just love sad songs and sad mm. music. And so I especially enjoy when you sing and you put it out there because I love like the slowed down version of anything. But I was watching this um, like docu, like limited series on HBO Max. Have you ever heard of Brene Brown? I posted it on my Instagram story, but I'm not sure. So. She's like a researcher on language, communication, human connection, emotions, like all that stuff. She's fantastic and she is the best, but she was she has this new series called um, Atlas of the Heart, where she's breaking down certain emotions and why we may have trouble connecting with other people because if we're not like explaining how we feel by using the right words and all this stuff, but then they did this segment on music and there was this researcher who said that most people like sad songs and it actually ends up making them happy because sad songs provoke this feeling of um, bittersweetness that is a very rare thing to like capture mm. when things are bittersweet like you it's it's very difficult to force that feeling but sad music can do it pretty instantly and I thought that was so interesting because yeah. there is something that's very puzzling about like I'm happy but I'm sad all at the same time and that's what I think that sad music can kind of do for people mm. isn't that neat it is yeah I thought I've it was never cool. thought of it that way um, but yes, I, I've posted that, um, clip that you did record for me on the Instagram before, but I'll definitely post it again. But, um, if you could get out some new songs for me, right, that I'll would try. be wonderful. Um, and if you need a muse for your lyrics, we can just, you know, go on a date or something. <laughs> Maybe you can write about that. Or maybe you just write a song about the crazy girl that won't leave you alone. It doesn't have to be romantic about me. You can just be like writing yeah, about this girl that be won't that. go away. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I want to play a game with you. All right. This game is called Who is the Problem? Okay. It's something I invented. All right. Okay. All right. So here's the, here's the deal. Here's how it works. I'm going to give you a scenario. And it's going to be like girl guy. Mm -hmm. And then you are going to tell me who is the problem. Okay. Okay. Got it. Here's the scenario. Two dates in a girl isn't feeling it. So she lets him down easy by saying that she's too busy to commit to anything. Maybe, you know, other than saying like, I'm not feeling a spark or a connection, she just wants to let him down easy. So she's just like, hey, you know, like I'm really busy. I don't think I can commit to anything right now. Like, I don't think, you know, makes okay. sense to go another day. Sure. His response is, 
I would be totally fine with only seeing each other every couple of weeks if you're too busy. Like we can just work around your schedule. No big deal. Who is the problem? Her for not just being honest and trying to be beat around the bush or him for not taking the hint? I think him. Really? Yeah. It seemed like if she if she's literally saying that she doesn't to have time for the commitment, it's just it's clearly the an excuse for her not being interested. Okay, can we actually talk about that for just a little bit? Okay. The whole like concept of ghosting and versus not ghosting. Mm-hmm. I have tried as I've gotten older because I think about the other person's shoes. It's like you try not to ghost, right? Like you want to be able to give somebody some not closure as if it's like super serious, but just like so that they know whether you're into it or you're not. But I think that for me personally, my hesitation with doing that is a couple of different things. Is A, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. B, you don't want to get them angry or like get into a fight about it. Or C, you don't want someone to like, fight you on it. You know what I mean? Meaning like you're saying that. if you're if you're letting them down or if you're ghosting. Yeah, like them. I feel like if you're if you're no, I feel like people are people are hesitant. Uh, well, I think people ghost because it's the easy way out. Yeah. Because when someone decides that they're done, they're done and they just want to be over it. And I think that people I guess my point is like I think people would be more apt to not ghost if there was this guarantee of like I could just tell someone, "Hey, I'm not into it." And they'd be like Thanks for letting me know. But I think why people get nervous to do it is because they're not sure how that person's going to respond. If they're going to be like, well, you said this to me two weeks ago. What do you mean you're not into it? Or like, okay, well, fuck you, bitch. You weren't that cute anyway. Or like this, like, wait, well, hold on. Like, let's, you know, find a way to make this work. I think people like just don't want to have to deal with that. But I think it's just extending that. It's just, it's just pushing the what what those scenarios that you were just saying just down the line until mm-hmm. they realize that you're not interested like one way or one way or another either way they're going to realize that you're not interested in them either yeah. if it's after maybe a week of of you ghosting them and not responding to anything i think they'll, they'll eventually it. come to yeah. the conclusion of what you could have told them right off the bat true and we're still saved both of you guys a week of yeah. Of just wondering what's happening. But so when you're when you're telling someone I don't want to continue seeing you, and you know, what do you normally say? I'm particular, I'm picky. You tell me straight up how you how you really feel, but like say it was somebody else. Like are you using those little like oh, I'm just super busy with work right now or are you honest? Cuz there's this thing you want to like spare their feelings. You know? Yeah, I mean, so I'll admit it. Like, I've definitely have been on both sides. I have been ghosted, and I also have ghosted mm-hmm. before, which I didn't. I don't like because because being from the situation where it's happened to you, I don't think you want to do it to another yeah, person because you know sure. exactly how it feels just being let on by somebody else. And I think for my situation with other people down the road was like it was that I was literally too busy with work yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And sometimes I, it'd be like, I would forget to respond to their texts until like 
the end of the day or sometimes I would read it and I wouldn't have the mental capacity to respond right away. Yeah. So then I would forget about it. And that, that just kind of made me think even more in the back of my head. It's like, if I'm forgetting to respond to your text, then that kind of shows me my feel like how I'm, I am For in this sure. relationship right now because they should be the top priority. I should be responding to them b- before I'm responding to, you know, some like whatever, a work email or, yeah. or something random. Well, I mean, I mean, your work, work is, is important, but you, you know what I mean? Like I shouldn't be forgetting about their text if right. I was head When you over really like somebody, them. you're like wait, looking at your phone every two minutes yeah. to see if they're going to respond to you or they're going to reach out to you. Mm. So if you can go hours and be like, oh shit, I forgot to get back to Sally. Yeah. You're probably not into Sally. And it really has nothing to do with them either too. I think in most cases in the past, when that's happened to me, it's always been something going on in my life. Mm-hmm. So, but so do you, are you honest? If, if you're, if you're making an effort not to ghost, are you honest? Like, do you think it's, it's like, I'm already telling you, I don't want to date you anymore. Do I have to rub salt in the wound by saying I didn't feel a spark or a connection with you? Or can we both just read between the lines and let this be cordial when I say I am too busy with work? So, um, I forget what happened with the girl in college. Um, that my thing too, is I always wanted to do it in person as well, which is, which adds, I feel like either, even that depends on how serious it is for you guys. Like you were well. hanging out for yeah. a while. So I think the problem was I kept trying to do it in person <laughs> and then always chickened out. So then every single time I did that, that was just another date that we went on yeah. essentially because I was like, oh, let's like grab lunch or something. And then I was planning on doing it Wait. and then that passes. And now I'm even, I'm further in the hole because, just gonna say, you're perpetuating because this. now we're just going on more dates. <laughs> so Wait, the thing I can picture that happening to you. <laughs> it was tough. And she's texting her girlfriends like, oh, me and Peter had the best time last night. Yeah, it was, and it you're was like, tough. dude, I cannot shake So eventually this I just had to rip the bandaid off and text her about it. I think it was just like a... Mm. I forget what I said, but yeah. it, I think I was trying to be um, more direct than just like, hey, like I got like, or I, I can't do this or whatever. I was mm-hmm. trying to give her a reason, but I just forget what, what it was. And I think it probably had something to do with me as well. Just like I wasn't ready for excuse me, a long time, yeah. a long term relationship. And that's what it seemed like that she was into. So, and then with another one, um, it did kind of end up as ghosting, even though it wasn't really what I was intending. And it was just because of that situation where I just kind of forgot to respond. And then once I realized that I should have responded at that point, it's like, now I'm just kind of, like you said, rubbing salt in the wound by even just bringing back something that she probably already processed as being gone, as being ghosted. That's wild. So, yeah. It's just so funny to me how I think things can go from like one extreme to the other so quickly. And I don't know if it's life. I don't know if it's like you meet somebody else, but people, you can go from like being so into somebody and like so excited about something to then just there's a stranger again. Yeah. It's so, it's when so I think bizarre. Another problem that like we have nowadays is just the huge, you know, vastness of options. Yeah. So like yes. it's hard to commit to somebody when in the back of my, back of your mind you're always thinking 
that there probably there possibly could be someone more suitable for you yeah. somewhere else. Not to make this a super long episode, but like I think that's kind of one also one of my problems as well is like I'm so worried about you know committing to somebody and then you know two months later meeting someone that I think is even is is even cooler or like even more yeah. compatible with me and being stuck in that you know rock in a hard place between whether or not I should stay with this person and try to risk something new or if I just forget about this new person and just stick to the person I'm already with right so I think I always like to keep my options open but at the same time I'm keeping my options so open I'm not even committing to any option Mm. But I'm also a big believer that like when it's the right person that stops. Mm. So I think that, yes, there is some this tendency in this day and age to be tempted and want to know you have options. But at the same time, when you really know, you know, you need, like that kind of just yeah, naturally so. goes away. So you just haven't met the right one yet, apparently. Just a shame for me. But anyway, um, let's um, round this out with something. This is, um, it's this or that, but I decided to spice it up and call it pick your poison. Okay. Okay. All right. A girl who meets, oh, well, this is actually. I'll be quick with you, my responses. You said, well, no, no, no. It's not that. It's just that you already kind of said you don't have the physical type. But oh, okay. No, you can say, you can ask girl, it. A girl who meets your um, physical checklist or a girl who stimulates the noggin. One uh, or the other. It's got to be. I mean, all honesty, it's got to be physical. Like, I can't. What? I can't be with someone that I'm not, like, physically attracted to. I feel like that's the case for anybody. So you would rather date a fucking bump on a log? No. That's why we'll never work. Okay, moving <laughs> on. Um, a tropical vacation or a cozy winter getaway? Tropical vacation. Medium rare or medium well? Medium rare. Woo. Uh, if you ever said medium well, medium well, jail time. Straight jail time. Yeah. Um, a love note or a gift? Hmm. Depends on what the gift is, I would say. Uh, I think a gift could be like incredibly thoughtful. Like yeah. if, it, if it if it shows that like you were paying attention to like some small little thing that they you know mentioned like very briefly. Yeah, that's true. Like that's a cool thing. Um, okay, a love note or a sweatshirt. Okay, <laughs> definitely a love note. Let me make it easy for you. Okay, but I think they also go well paired together. Oh, yeah, a love I note. Mean, a love note on a sweatshirt, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Would you or wear a that? sweatshirt drawn in a love love note? Oh, okay. No, but I mean, I think I think it's it's only right to you know send a gift and a note or and a card together. Yeah, but a card most times it's just like happy birthday. Oh yeah, I love mean, me. No, I want like a I want a poem. I'm yeah. talking poem when I say love note. Yeah, okay. So okay. All right, whatever. I think you're on the fence about that one. I'm, I don't I think you're sure. Um, in spirit of this past weekend, Coachella or Warped Tour. Mm, I mean, I guess I'd go Coachella. I'm not really much of like a rock, rock listener. What What is it like? Um, like alternative rock, indie. What's that other one in Vegas? I Heart Fest. The uh, not I EDC. Um, what? What is that called? EDC. But what is it? What does it stand like for? Dance music. Uh, electronic. Isn't dance? No, no, no. Isn't there something that's like um, ev something's beautiful? Life is beautiful. Isn't there like a, um, 
uh, tour. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I actually have never been to a music festival before. Never once. Um, um, I would rather slide down a banister of razor blades and land in a pool of lemon juice than go to Coachella ever. Really? It just, there's 999,000 things I'd find more appealing. And just people like, it's like they're on top of you. It's a hundred degrees in the desert. They're on drugs. You can bear the audio, like the quality of the sound is piss poor. Oh, really? It's like, why would you go? Not for me. Not yeah, for me. Just for the pictures. Um, okay, well, that's it, my friend. That's it. How do you feel? I didn't I really didn't torture you that bad. I mean, it started off very aggressive, but I think Did it, it? kind of eased on as as it went on. I don't think it was that aggressive. No. Well, I could have been we'll a watch, lot worse. We'll watch the tapes back. Okay. We'll, 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 see, the tapes. we'll see what clips you choose. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for being a trooper. I appreciate it. Thank you again for all you do. Like I said, the show would not be what it is without you. You are the best. So ladies and germs, please make sure you go and follow Hurley at Hurley Music. And it's H-R-L-Y, not fully spelled, correct? Mm -hmm. Which has been tough because I've been called Harley and hourly quite a bunch (laughs) because no one ever knows what the, what's between H and R. So yeah, maybe we should rethink your stage name. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, I got my first DJ controller and it was just kind of the first thing that popped in my head. And then I just had been too lazy to change it into something else. What's a DJ controller? Uh, like, like, um, you know what you mix. Oh, like the, the ones and the twos. Yeah. 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 So I got, I got my first one. I was like, all right, now I got to come up with the name. And the easiest option was just, oh, yeah, I'll just take the U and E out of my name, mm-hmm. H-R-L-Y. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just haven't been able, I just didn't feel like changing it. And now it's almost like I'm in too deep or I've built this oh, name yeah, yeah. that There's, as soon as I change it, it's just starting up from square one again. So. It'd be pretty hard to go back. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's your name, you know? It's yeah. just a sort of abbreviated version of it. But mm-hmm. when you make it big, my friend... No one's going to question anything. True. They're all going to know. know. They'll They'll know know who Hurley is. They'll know your name. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you again. I am very grateful for you. And I am grateful for all you guys at home for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye.